This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother, no spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. everybody. Hi. How's it going? It's going. You doing good, Caitlin? Yep. Keep on. Life, man. Trucking along. Yeah, yeah. Busy, busy times, busy times, but it's good to see you. Good to see you too. Uh, Same. Uh, I like our every other week. We talked about this. Yeah, I'm loving the every other week. I can't go back to the weekly life. I mean, I will if I must, but I miss you. That's the downfall. I know. Because I don't want to talk to you at all, really, because I'm afraid. You want to keep it keep it fresh Yeah, for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Even just like our day-to-day stories. I you know? know. I know. But it is, it is, uh, it helps us with our work-life balance. You know what I mean? Yeah. For um, sure. And from the sound of it, it helps other people stay up to date because yeah. there's a lot of podcasts out there. So there's a lot. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I get overwhelmed. I like mm-hmm. having the every other week release. Yeah, man. Um, what? Nothing. I'm going to be good today. You're good? Uh, staying yeah. on track? Yeah, I'm staying on track. going to be a tight little episode. I told Kate that like I'm really stressed at work and I can't, like, I can't be on late. Mm-hmm. And so like we got to like, you know. Kate said, all right, well, keep it tight. I was like, you know, that was really just for me because I'm the one who <laughs> does this every time. The but bird I'm doing it. The bird walks. Yeah, the bird walks. They're a beautiful thing normally. Oh, but thanks. last week we had a very long episode, so it's yes. okay if this one's tight. Um, if you don't know, I'm Kate. <clears throat> this is Caitlin, <laughs> the co-host. <laughs> and we are Hey Beautiful. So we are the podcast that is recapping Every single episode of How I Met Your Mother in order with no spoilers. So if you've never seen the show, welcome. We are walking you through and not giving anything away that isn't obvious. Mm -hmm. And yeah, today we are talking about little boys. And this is the episode where Robin continues to be the most awkward, hot, single (laughs) person on the planet. And Ted and Barney treat a woman like their property. Boys will be boys, right? You know, you know, little boys, little boys everywhere. Uh, before we get into the episode, there's been a lot of stuff happening in our lives, in the mm-hmm. the lives of the people that were on How I Met Your Mother. Ted Josh Radner has a new show coming out, which I forgot to even put on here. He is going to be in Jordan Peele's new show about Nazi hunters, Ooh. which sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it does. Um, that's about as much as the information I have about that. Uh, Kobe Smulders. So these must have been like, it's pilot season, so all these shows, I guess, just got picked up. Kobe Smulders, a.k.a. Robin, is going to be in a new show called Stumptown, and it's based on a graphic novel about this badass private detective out in L.A. Mm-hmm. Could be cool. And then Allison Hannigan, a.k.a. Lilypad, is going to be on season two of a show called Pure, which is a, a Mennonite drug drama. So it's about, like, the drug trafficking in, like, a Mennonite community. Never heard of it. <clears throat> I think it's, like, a Canadian show. It's, like, a lot. Right? <laughs> I had no idea, but it sounds intriguing. Okay, yeah. I kind of want to watch the first season to see, like, what the hell... That is even about. 
Yeah. But you got to kind of find it. So I don't know where yeah, that's, I guess. that's up, but just look for that if you really love Allison Hannigan like I do. Um, Patreon. We got a couple Patreon things. First mm-hmm. of all, uh, the full interview with Lee Holmes Foster from Les Hangout is up on Patreon now, so you can go listen to that. Lots of extra details about why she loves different characters and why she loves the show and us just bullshitting about old times. So I loved that that part especially. Mm-hmm. And I like didn't obviously didn't crash my car when you guys talked about being best friends. It was fine. Oh, okay. So okay. <laughs> okay. had to get it out there. It's fine. You're both it's cool. I can be flexible. You're both you know? pretty. You're both pretty. <laughs> Caitlin, our entire lives has been a psycho about being my only best friend. I just need you guys to know that. I won't allow any other friends in her life. I had a friend say. as children. Yeah. And I was not allowed to say her first name around nope, Caitlin. Still not allowed. I had to refer to her as the sister of her brother. So Yep. Sometimes I <clears throat> will <laughs> if Kate one of my favorite things to do is to type a comment somewhere not send it, but screenshot it and send it to Kate so she knows my inner thoughts. Mm. And if this person comments <laughs> on Kate's page, she knows like probably within like 30 seconds, however long it takes me to take the screenshot and white out the person's name <laughs> and then write blank's sister. First of all, bitch. Yeah. 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 You know, I know it's coming. She knows that's coming. <laughs> Cause you're my psycho and I'm yours. I am. Yeah, Everybody great. needs a psycho. Right. Yeah, so it's fine. that's up on Patreon <laughs> right now. And also, we hit our first Patreon subscriber goal. Woo-hoo! So thank you, everybody, who has already become a member. We are trying to get another couple, maybe another five until our next goal, I think it is. So mm-hmm. head on over and uh, become a member. To us, it doesn't matter how much you give. It's just the the number of folks we have supporting us that yeah. really matters. So mm-hmm. give it a try. Warms our hearts. It totally does. Also, (laughs) after our (laughs) super embarrassing Australian accent. Very successful. Yes. Continue. um, (laughs) We have received a challenge from Dan in the UK. He sent us some uh, Cockney phrases. Ooh. So he said, love the Australian razor blades. Russell did not love it. The actual Australian. I don't blame him. It's terrible. Yeah. We confirmed every stereotype about Americans. We're sorry, I'm Russell. Sorry, Russell. We're so sorry. Yeah. Sincerely. Um, <laughs> but uh, Dan doesn't give a shit. He wants us to try to say these fucking Cockney phrases. Do you see well, them? Will Dan send us audio of his Cockney accent? He said he will send translations after. He said we will send answers when you have tried to decode. So. The first one, <laughs> there's uh, the first one is I think Kaa Panda, Kaa Panda, Gaa, would it be like Gaa something, or Kaa, Kaa Panda, Kaa Panda. I don't know what that one is. I need context. I think I know the second one. Say that one. How much is it? How much is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this one. Janar, Janardamine. It's like you know me, what I mean. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? So all we need Ka-a-panda. is panda. Ka a panda. Ka a panda. Ka a panda. Ka-a-panda. Ka-a-panda. I feel like about work. <laughs> oh my god! I work in the maybe speech. if it wasn't. Ka a panda. Late. 
after work. I'm sure we're just I saying could, it over and over, either wrong or Dan is hearing yeah. what we're saying and we're just morons and don't hear it ourselves. You know? Yeah. It'll, it'll hit me like 3 a.m. I'll wake I'll like, <gasps> you yeah. remember like, um, don't wake daddy? I'll shoot. Shoot up. Up. With and little the, the hat, cap. the stocking cap is going to fly <clears> off <throat> my head. Yeah. 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 Remember the, the game like not about like crackers in bed? No. No. What? Crackers in bed? <laughs> or like, no. That wasn't Don't Wake Daddy. There were no crackers in bed. Was it the same? No. See, in my mind, I was afraid they were the same. No, it's definitely different. Oh, oh, come on. Come the fuck what? on. You, you know this game. Crackers in bed? Is it real? Yeah. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I just looked it up. You can get it on Amazon for $12, $13. So much for uh, no bird walks. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so we just send you this one thing. Just this, just the one. Anyway, uh, Dan, while she does that, thank you for this challenge. We got two out of three, which I think isn't so bad. Yeah. And now I need to know what Ka'a Panda is. Ka'a Ka'a Panda. No, I fucking do. (laughs) I thought you were doing an (laughs) accent there. Ka'a Panda. Ka'a Panda. Ka'a Panda. It almost sounds like Carpenter, but that's not it. Caught a something. My guess is it's caught a something. Anyway, there's that. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, recently I uh, hopped on Instagram live because I was super bored. And you guys kept me company and it was really fun. So thank you for joining me there. I will definitely be doing more of those because it was super fun. Answered some spoilery questions. (sighs) Talked about the show in more broad terms. Talked about my favorite episode, my least favorite episode. What episodes make me cry the most? It got it got pretty real in there. That's pretty real. Got pretty real. So thanks to everyone for that. Um, follow us on Instagram at Hey Beautiful Pod because I'll be popping up on there once in a while. I that always makes gives me like anxiety though. What? The Instagram live. Oh. Well, I mean, you can always pop in with me. I know. I'll, I'll probably if you never do, do that. that alone. Yeah, that's fine. No, Caitlin, I do not know Crackers in Bed. How do you not know Crackers in Bed? We did not play this game. Did I we? fucking played it because I loved, see that red card? Yeah. Oh, looks like a really good Ritz cracker. Ritz cracker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes, I remember, distinctly remember the hunger pangs. Of playing I would receive. crackers in my bed. Yeah. Like, all I wanted to do was eat crackers mm. in bed like this fucking bear living his goddamn best life. I mean, I feel like if the you played it, we both did. The find feed him quick memory game. Oh, it was a memory game. Yeah, no reading required. <clears throat> That's why you liked it. Fuck you See but I can't even get mad at that Because I was an early reader Okay yeah everyone in this house was So So yeah I used to like staying at recess And fucking read instead of getting exercise So We all know how that turned out (laughs) Obviously Indoor kids for life in fourth grade, I I got a word processor for Christmas that thing was to write the stories. That thing was, was the, the best. Shit. I love that clickety clack. Oh, yeah, can't beat love it. Love the typewriter part. Can't oh. find it anymore. Anyway, any holy no bird fuck, walks. holy fuck, we're bad at this. Rain me in. Clip these wings. Clip them, um, motherfucker. Mother, the final little reminder is we're still building our HB family map. Oh my god, we're not even to the episode. Shut up. <laughs> 
can't. So sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Anyway, we're still building our HB family map. Mm-hmm. Go to bit.ly.com slash HB family map and drop a pin and let us know where you're listening. Caitlin and I are looking to have a meetup in 2019. So yes, we want to know where we should do it. So go and drop a pin and let us know where you're listening. And now it's time to get into the episode. Stay tuned at the end for a ton of legendary moments from listeners like you. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Russell and Tish. Thank you both for your legendary support. To support the show and get cool perks each month, visit patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. And Russell, again, super sorry about the (laughs) awful Australian accent. Oh, we love you, Russell. So this is Season 3, Episode 4, Little Boys. It first aired on October 15th, 2007. Our writer is Courtney Kang. Lady <gasps> writer! Lady writer! <laughs> Yahoo! So last episode, we did wish for a lady writer. We did. And look what, what the Lord brought us. I know, but it's not... It's all right. ...a great episode, especially like when you think <clears throat> about a woman writing it. It's okay. That's okay. We, we'll take what we can get. We'll take the I crumbs. I will take it. We'll take the crumbs. She doesn't be perfect. Given. I'm looking for the best female lady writer. And listen, let's just bl- blame Rob Greenberg because he was the director. <laughs> uh, yeah. Clearly, this is his 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 his, his uh, handiwork. <laughs> so, yeah, we have Rob Greenberg instead of Pan I Freeman. Mean, he did direct columns. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're just going to blame him. <laughs> but also Monday Night Football and Scorpion and the Toad. Interesting. Mm. A lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. Inconsistent. Mm. Inconsistent. That's probably why he only did a few. Yeah. Yeah. Every time Pam was like, I think I need a break, they bring Rob in. And they'd be and like, she'd be horrified. Be- last think one, about I next promise. episode is excellent. Yes. Yes. So good. Excellent. Can't wait. So, anyway. All right. So, we open on a bunch of B roll of New York City at night and like swanky club music going and. We hear future Ted say that it was Friday night in the city and all the young metropolitan crowd was out on the town. But then you smash cut back to the apartment to our favorite friends throwing snacks into Marshall's mouth for a new record of 100 caught. And, uh, 98, 99, 100. And that's, so exciting. that's definitely more my speed than being out on the town. And uh, it's the whole gang back together, which <clears throat> since the breakup, we haven't really seen them all hanging out as friends like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems that they've moved past things because Lily offers to set Robin up with someone right in front of Ted and everything seems normal. But Ted does want to know what this guy's butt is mm-hmm. everyone has one everyone has one you know that one not so great quality that people leave out when they try to set you up with somebody and ted knows this from experience because we get a series of flashbacks of all the gang trying to set him up with different women <laughs> who have some serious butts my favorite is the dead Brady. tooth oh that's so- <laughs> She has a dead tooth. <laughs> yeah, it's the only one I even wrote. Me too. Because it's the only one that was worthy. Best friends. I dated somebody with a dead tooth. What is a dead tooth? Um, is that when it like goes gray? Yeah. 
<laughs> what dog is that that laughs like that? Das- is that dastardly dog? And he's like, because <laughs> I'm sick. I don't know, but I think you belong with Charlie in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Sound like you're smoking cigars. Yeah, no shit. God. <laughs> Been sick um, for a week. Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. How are, how are you feeling? I'm fine. Great. I'm doing oh, great. Good. I'm glad I'm doing great. Everyone's great. It's great. Um, so you have the tattoos. <laughs> that's so funny. We both love that. Um, it's the best one. Yeah. So then they're just going back and forth about this. And then we find out that the butt of this guy is that he has a kid. And th- I, I think this is when we see Ted become like real, like, just bitchy. Yeah. Right. And he's kind of he's kind of loving this the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. He's like really reveling in Robin being yeah, like a little boy forced around ch- children because that mm-hmm. was sort of like the linchpin of their breaking. The yeah, she didn't <clears throat> want it. Yeah, so um, Ted's really confident. Robin hates kids. She'll never date a guy with kids. And uh, yeah, I wrote that it seems like some resentment left over, yeah. but he's kind of packaging it as oh, good natured fun, right? Good natured ribbing. Can't you take a joke, Robin? Yeah, God, Robin. It's funny. It's funny. Why I was, you laugh? I was just Loosen up. Jo- hey, smile more. <laughs> hey, calm down. <laughs> Women love hearing that. Nothing, nothing sets me off faster. Then calm down. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Stop being crazy. Or are you getting your period? Oh, my God. Yeah, on your fucking face. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Ted reminds Robin that even when she was a kid, she hated kids. And we get this amazing flashback of baby Robin just being like, bitch, I don't have time for your child, childly shenanigans. I go to school all week. Can I just have five minutes to myself to read highlights and and drink drink my my juice? juice? I love it. They picked the perfect girl for that. So we also see uh, Robin's little sister, Katie, come back into the picture. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't seen her since first time in New York. There she is as a little girl just trying to hang out with her big sister. Looking all cute. Yep. Um, So Ted keeps pushing on the kid thing. Mm -hmm. You know, she hates kids. She hates them. And Robin's like, I like kids. Well, you don't want to have them. Yeah, you're right. I also like sports cars, but it doesn't mean I want to push a Ferrari through my vagina. I loved that line. I yes. will say that. Yeah. Because, geez, Ted, you can enjoy children and not want to raise one. I mean, that's two completely different things. Yeah. But also, she doesn't even like kids. Let's I be work with a lot of childless women who choose not to have children. Yeah. And we work in a school with children. I know. It doesn't mean you hate them. I know two childless women that work in... Um, like the foster care division. Yeah. I mean, helping children every single day. So yeah, because they love kids, it doesn't mean you want to have them because right. you know they're shit. <laughs> just, just kidding. Mine Except for Jack. Wonderful, Except but for Jack. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, at this point, all I can think is shame on Lily for thinking this would ever be a good idea. Like, what's the longevity that we're looking at here? Did you think they were just mm-hmm. gonna like hook up? Like, there's no, like, speak. You know, as Ted says, there's a f- expiration date on it. Yeah, and I mean we'll we'll get to this, but um, the the dad even says something about like I'm not looking for a mom. A mom. I'm like, well, then no, what are you you're looking not. for? What are you looking for? Right. Yeah, because you're bringing a kid into this, so exactly, it's gonna be like you don't want him to be the mom, but they're gonna be a part of your child's life. Yeah, yeah. 
So right, right. Yeah, no, I'll, yeah. I wrote that down for later too. Yeah, that's later. But. Um, I also love that Robin says she wants to meet him and then asks everyone what her butt is and they're all quiet, but they say it in their head. The thing that each of them consider the deal breaker, like Lily and the gun nut, Ted, is that she's afraid of commitment. Uh, Barney. Barney's Canadian. She's Canadian. And then Marshall that she didn't like Field of Dreams. So. You know what? It would be Marshall and I could never happen. You don't like Field of Dreams? It would be my olives. Oh. Probably. Okay. Well, here's a question. When you were dating, what was your butt? So I have that up here. I said it's hard for me to pick just one because I'm pretty negative. So okay. maybe that's it. And But, you know, it's I have a lot of very, like, nuanced and subtle butts. Okay. <laughs> I just want to take know. that clip out of context. I have a lot of nuanced and subtle butts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what yours would be. I mean, I, maybe like, I mean, you you have a kid and that probably yeah. makes dating difficult or did. Mm-hmm. Finding the right person yeah. that wasn't a, an idiot, you know. Um, yeah. I th- All my teeth are living same, and healthy. Same. I think <laughs> mine is my um, being like rabid about politics. I think it's pretty alienating at times, I would say. I can see that. I can see that. Like that first year after Trump got elected, my family members are like, are you okay? It's like, no, I'm not okay. Everything's on fire. Don't you know? God, look around, bitch. Actually, just even like this November, my sister's husband was like, what is wrong with Kate? Like one time I like wasn't in the room. Because, like, I came downstairs and, like, all the dudes were playing video games. And they were like, Kate, stay, watch. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's my dream in life to watch a bunch of fucking dudes play video games all set. Uh, I lived that my whole childhood. And they were like, hey. And then I went upstairs and uh, my sister's husband asked Liz, who was down there with all the dudes. Yeah. Is Kate okay? What's wrong with her? And Liz is like, she's paying attention. Like, <laughs> she watches the news. Oh, I love Liz. That's yeah. a perfect answer. She's a, she, I can see her too. Right? Like, yeah, just like like matter with of her fact. mouth open, like yeah. dumbfounded that you're so stupid yeah. and thick. Duh, bitch. So, yeah, I think that would probably be it. Oh yes, that I am I'm watching a, Broad City by the way. That I'm a royal cunt about. Yeah, politics. I'm pretty. I'm like very negative. You're just a negative person. Yeah, and that gets old real fast. Yeah. Have you ever set anybody up? With somebody knowing that they had a big old butt. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe their butt is like their someone else's and. Oh. Yeah. Um, it was a situation where. Like you're rabid about politics and. And, yes. Maybe that more. would work for people. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I'm glad it didn't work out is. Is the long and short of it. So at the bar, Barney comes in with this awesome idea, the ultimate icebreaker, an eye patch. <laughs> because obviously, you know, I, but I feel like people are not, probably not going to ask about the eye patch. Mm. It's not like a bandage. I was raised to be polite. I feel like an eye patch, you might, it might look permanent. Yeah. Whereas like a bandage, you might be like, ooh, what happened? You know? Right. Well, it it sounds like this injury is permanent, though. I mean, they were Mm. bit on the eye by by some cobras that they were fighting off to save a baby. 
can an eyeball live to tell the tale after that? It's hard to say. I don't know. Hard to we'll say. have to lift the patch and take a picture. Right? <laughs> I'm not. Too, I'm not too impressed by the, this line, and I'm worried. The wondering who who believes that shit. Well, Ted doesn't believe it either because he pokes all kinds of holes in it, and that's the best part of this little yeah. back and forth. They're different eyes. I don't see why this bugs you. <laughs> it's a very weak. Weak uh, flim flam by Barney, but he makes up for it very soon. Yes, he does. With a class, he really does. Class A bamboozle. Meanwhile, Robin is on her date with George, who looks like the poor man's Chad Brad Michael Pitt. Murray. Oh, oh, kind of both. It's a gradient. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ombre. Brett on With one Brad side, Pitt Chad Michael, and then this guy. This wait, the, you think Chad Michael Murray is uglier than this guy? No, no, no. Chad Michael Murray's in the middle. This guy's always and then the other the end. All right, I need to make just a because spectrum. he's not well known. Yeah, too. Like he's definitely. A, oh my god, you have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I just post it, post it on like the Instagram feed as like a spoiler <laughs> for the next episode. And spectrum. to become a Patreon member, so you can hear it early. Yeah, spectrum of of what? Generic Hot? white dude. Yeah, or just like spectrum of Brad Pitt. How much? How Brad Pitt are you? His about. <laughs> <laughs> From a scale of George, Brad, George to, to Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, how Brad Pitt are you? With Chad Michael Murray in the middle. Makes sense. Yeah, obviously. But he has that, like, Q-tip hair. Yeah, it's a weird it's like haircut. It's puffy. Yeah. There's no texture. Yeah, it's a weird look. It's like he yeah. suck, did, like, the suck cut with the vacuum. Yeah, it's not... It doesn't look good. But whatever, it's fine. We'll go with it. It's 2007. He's, he's 2007 hot, I guess. Yeah. You know, pre-internet, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I did. I actually called out in my notes to have you do another side by side. All right, cool. <laughs> With Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so on their date, we find out that she somehow mm-hmm. says that she can't wait to meet him in reference to uh, meeting his child. And which no she's one talking asked. talking out with Lily. Like, why would you? Why? Why? She dumb, man. She's yeah, nobody dumb. asked. She just said it. Yeah. And then I love this part, Robin <laughs> wonders aloud where, like, the kid's mom is. And, like, what kind of lawyer does he have? He gets stuck with a kid all the time. <laughs> and then with Lily's help, Robin realizes that in divorce and custody, winning means you get the kid. <laughs> and she's, like, horrified, but then also horrified that she said that and doesn't want Lily to tell. And I love that part. Liz, she's like, don't tell anybody. Liz watched this one with me and was, like, dying just as Robin dug herself deeper and deeper. Yeah. Oh. So amazing. Um, a couple style notes here. Robin's dress is adorable. I forgot how long this kind of, like, femi- uber-feminine Robin existed. She's still doing the wavy hair. She's like, oh, yeah, a, you know, I was surprised about the hair, right? um, but I didn't, I didn't pay attention to her clothes. Pink polka dot dress. Really cute. I love cute. polka dots. It's yeah. interesting. That I didn't notice. Yeah, that. cute dress. Or recall it. Um, with tall black boots. Stupid. But I think at that point in two thousand seven, that we was were cool. Doing short dress, tall boots. I guess. Yeah. Um, and then Lily has a kind of a weird outfit on. It's like a silk mm-hmm. shirt and then like a little vest, like a little waistcoat almost. Yeah. Right? That, that's weird. I remember that. And Bang Watch 2019, they're receding. Yeah. It's not good. And they're like different lengths now. Yeah. They're starting to like point in the middle a little. 
They're not sure what's going on. It's coming, guys. It's they're, coming. They're desperate to stay relevant, like Marshall. Oh, shit. Oh. Um, speaking of Marshall, Barney is pissed at Ted and his negativity. He wants to know what he's doing to help the cause of scoring chicks together. And honestly, come on, Ted. You're not bringing anything what are you new. Doing? Yeah, you're not bringing anything new to the table. But no. Ted says he has real game and he doesn't need gimmicks. And then there's a, a nice back and forth about game, Cornish Game Hen, the game, the movie, New York Gaming Commission. Just a cute little repartee mm-hmm. between the two. Uh, Marshall comes in from the bathroom after having made some sexual advances to a man in the next stall with the same shoes as Ted. I love very uh, Larry Craig. I wonder if that had happened at this point. Remember that congressman like in the airport bathroom? I don't know. It was in June of that year. So, yeah, it was recent. I wonder if that's why they did it. We then have this really adorable Marshall moment where the boys ask him who they think, who he thinks has more game. And he says, mm, oh. I win. I, I have the most game because I'm married. And in the dating He's so game, genuine yeah, and so Midwest. And he still has his bangs all sweeped over. I know. The little side part. He says, if dating's the game, then marriage is winning the game. And so I have the most game. And they're both just like, absolutely not. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. And Ted calls him irrelevant. Oh. And we see Marshall just desperate to be part of it. Um, and it seems like Marshall gets iced out a lot this season so far because he's married and they're both single. But I, I'm really mm. noticing it. Like, yeah, it's happened like um, the death folder thing where they kind of kicked him out of the bar to go write the death letter. And now uh, the threesome. He's like, I could go for a threesome. They're like. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, and now this. And um, so Barney and Ted kind of ignore him and start having a, a, a battle about what matters more, quantity or quality. Um, and you can imagine who is in each camp for that one. Mm-hmm. While Marshall's still trying to participate, giving his tips for uh, pickup tips. Are you a model? And he oh. he really thinks that the, neither of them have heard that one before. It's like like it's very clever right? and new. It works because it's also a compliment. Bless his little heart. Like he's just. And then <clears throat> I love Ted's line about like, just stop it, man! You're pumping. Your <laughs> I know. Like he says it like under his breath, like trying to be a good friend, like, but like making us all so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. So Barney challenges Ted to prove who has more game and. Of course, in Barney Land, in order to do that, there has to be this complicated international mm-hmm. Olympiad, basically. And Ted pairs it down to picking up the next girl they point out and seeing who can fuck her first. Gross. Yeah. yeah it would have been one. Horrible. It would have been one thing if it was like who can get her number, but mm-hmm. the fact that they're like just pushing it to get yeah the, the sex part was kind of gross. Um, and I can see now where you're like, mm, lady writer, not not yeah, a great story. Yeah, surprising line. to me. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, she probably didn't pick the premise, I would guess. And so there begins the lar- Barney's latest bamboozle. He lets Ted pick out a woman at the bar like a cut of meat, like you do, as you do, as you do mm-hmm. in 2007. And um, as Ted is starting to write down the rules, Barney goes over and gets slapped. 
And he comes back and says that he slept with her already. So Ted thinks he's got it in the bag. And I got to say, Barney is lightning fast with the schemes. That was unbelievable. I remember watching that being like, what Just the fuck? Like, and I know mastermind. it's written so they can like manipulate the world however they want it to be. But oh, wow. Just the whole like the, even think of that still. Oof. It's so good. Before the scene ends, Marshall's friend from the bathroom comes by and drops off his, his uh, a card with his phone number. So Marshall's super excited. And a cute little fact that I saw when I paused the episode, just I just happened to pause it. The guy's name is Steve. Oh. And the phone number is not a 555 number. It's Did you call it? I didn't call it because you couldn't see the last like two numbers, but oh. it's a 310 number. And that is... L.A., but specifically West Hollywood, the gay neighborhood in L.A. I wonder if it's a for a place in West Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know, but it was a guy named Steve with a WeHo number. So I just thought that was really cute and funny. So, yeah, we have the poor man, the poor man's Brad Pitt or poor man's Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> He's that far down on the scale. You have some options. <laughs> Um, and we have Robin there. They're like having dinner or whatever. And she's just lying her fucking face off about how she's such a kid person. And she loves them when they're pudgy, no teeth. Yeah. Babies that kind. Oh God. Eventually like the jig's up, but she's never really all that convincing to begin with. But eventually it comes out that, you know, she's just not super into kids. And George is trying to be like a cool dad. Right. And, like, sell his kid out? I don't know. Well, what I was thinking is, because she fully says, I hate kids. Yeah. Um, so I'm, at this point, I think he's sort of disengaged. Yeah. But still wanted to fuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's like, I'll just, I'll just have sex with her a few times and then well, just, like, keep dating. Just, like, say that. Robin's a cool girl. It's the 20, it's the early aughts. Early aughts, right? yeah. Yeah, he should have said that, but, you know, whatever. I've been like, all right, yeah, because I just really want to get laid and Mm -hmm. definitely not into children or anything serious. Monogamy, though, is the only, um, really the only course for, that seems rational on this show. Do you know what I mean? They don't really talk about the option of fucking multiple people. Like, they just don't... other than Barney, and they make it look sleazy. Right. Well, because he is. But, the yeah. like, if Robin is in a relationship, if she's dated a guy a couple times, it's obviously moving toward getting more serious, and there isn't another right. option, usually. That will get challenged a little bit. Um, but anyway, that's that's where we are right now. So, yeah, so we've already mm-hmm. sort of talked about this, how... Um, whether or not he likes it, they're kind of a package deal, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know, single mama in me getting all riled up. Right, yeah, um, no, he was shitty when he said that. Yeah. So George, I always remind myself that's his name. Yeah. Says that they'll just hold off on Robin meeting Doug. And, you know, definitely not the next day, which is totally the next day, yep. Robin is ends up meeting the kid because, of course, a six-year-old is just sort of left to go and let himself into a New York City apartment. Wasn't it fucking, like, I don't know. I thought was that it? was weird. Like, the only the only scenario I can weird. think is... Like, there's a doorman and... Right, all of that, and that his dad was just, like, going for a run and coming back. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, because George kisses her goodbye while she's still in bed, and then this kid shows up. Like, how long was he going to be there by himself if Robin wasn't there? And did George not know he was coming home? It's so weird. Right. Like, maybe the maybe the baby mama did just, like, drop him off. Like, go see your father. I don't know. But it was maybe really... Maybe he took the subway or the bus there himself. Who, who can say? New York. City kids are... New York kids, man. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Still strange. She's reading the newspaper in George's clothes, and there's the kid. And Robin panics and calls her authority on children, <clears throat> Lily. And she's like, it's here. It's looking at me. It's looking at me. And so Lily just encourages her to go and talk to him because, you know, he's just a kid. And Doug is, like, classically annoying, like, saying things like, do you want to talk in Morse code? And says, beep, beep. It's very annoying. Mm -hmm. And they kind of just butt heads at every point. It's, you know, a classic tale of, like, opposites attract. Mm -hmm. Or not opposites, just, like, being so similar. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, that it's, like, butt heads, right? And... Robin makes a comment about idiots and Doug says it's not nice. And Robin's like, well, maybe they weren't such idiots. I wouldn't have to call them that. And that's the point on which they agree. And Doug's like, that's what I said, Miss Aldrin. Like, Mm -hmm. duh. Well, and speaking of Doug, you might recognize him. Yes. From Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Hey, and that's um, another episode that that Rob Greenberg directed. Uh-huh. I wonder if it's his kid or something. <laughs> or a kid of a friend. Yeah. Kid does a good job though, so I'm He I'm really happy does. But he's been in kindergarten for kind of a while and seems pretty precocious. Like he's right. academically like on his, target. His second year. Maybe they wanted him to do a second year. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who can say? Um the other thing that I caught um when I was just like looking up stuff about the episode when Robin picks up the phone and says, it's here. It's looking at me. That's a Ghostbusters reference. Oh, I think that's when one of the guys like sees Slimer for the first time. Interesting. I think, or, or one of the other ghosts, one of them, someone will correct me, but that's uh it's a reference to probably Ghostbusters. a dude. Yeah. So <laughs> now this next bit, this little montage if you didn't pay attention to it the first time, you should go back and watch it. Uh, it's the montage of Ted basically courting and wooing Stacy. And it's not the last time that you will see these exact frames, but it will be with different women. Oh, I love how I met your mother I know. when I do this shit. So we see Ted on the couch. Looks like he's explaining a movie to a girl. No, this is why it's funny kill me um we see him feeding her sauce in the kitchen with her up on the counter we see him surprise her with flowers at a flower market three very specific scenes that will get recreated in the episode spoiler alert and you know she is is stacy of course played by janet varney Mm -hmm. she looks familiar Mm -hmm. to me but i can't place her i wasn't sure if maybe it was from 2008's Drillbit Taylor. I maybe she played that. Attractive Woman. Oh, Attractive Woman. Or it could have been Party Girl from Catwoman in 2004. I'm not sure which one of those. Um, Are you being shady? Because she doesn't have names <laughs> in any of the movies she's in? No, no oh. yeah, I was just being a bitch. No, but she really does look familiar to me, but I can't. You know what's. She sort of looks like Patricia Arquette, like a young. A little. But you know what it is, Caitlin? Like a poor man's. <laughs> 
A poor woman's Patricia Arquette. I would love a podcast. Oh, maybe we'll do a Patreon episode of, all the of just poor, poor man's, man's comparisons. <laughs> I like that idea. I like that a lot. Um, but what I was going to say is you recognize her from How I Met Your Mother. Because I have done this <laughs> where I will see someone. I'm like, where the, the fuck do this? I know her from? And then I look. I'm like, this is literally the only thing I've seen her in, but it's been so long. That I like didn't realize I recognized her oh. from the show I'm watching. So that that's sad. That might be it. Probably. I mean, makes perfect sense. Honestly, I also thought she was Meg for a second, but Meg is is later on. Yeah, that blonde, the blonde curse of How I Met Your Mother, which we will talk about eventually. Yes, um, not yet though. But right. All right. So. Pay attention to that montage. It will come back around this this season in Spoiler Alert, which is an amazing episode. And potentially one more time. I think there's – I feel like there's a third version of this, but I know it happens twice in Spoiler Alert. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so it was only going to be a bet, Future Ted tells us, but he actually caught feelings. Of course he did because it's fucking of Ted course. Mosby. She, and, wow, she's a person. She's a beautiful person. How about that? Uh, we find out that she plays bass, and that is one of Ted's requirements for a woman, if you mm-hmm. remember from season one, when he was um, talking about love solutions and all that. <clears throat> she plays bass in a reggae band. Uh, Barney is sort of paying attention to their conversations. Um, she does yoga. She says, see you later, alligator. Um, yeah. She just seems like a really cool person. She's just herself. She likes what she likes, and she's just unapologetically. She's very pure. Yeah. And part of me thinks they, Ted and Stacy probably could have lasted a little while. He does I love agree. a blonde. And, you know, we might know what Robin's butt is, but what the hell was Stacy's? Reggae? Probably the reggae. <laughs> the, the white reggae band? Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That was it for Barney, for sure. Um, so Marshall comes in to prove he's not irrelevant. Just zero chill. And he thinks he's got them both beat with both quantity and quality. I, I know. He just went through so much lawyering to, to make this happen. Um, you know, he's had sex more times than Barney has. And then also... With a very quality girl, which is what to Ted's, to point. Ted's point, right? And so he's so excited, and we get lawyered back again. He's like, and he does. He's got a little bit of like his swagger. Yeah. He's feeling like a little confident. He does like a little dance after he lawyers some. Yeah. He didn't count the San Francisco drought, which I think is interesting. So that was kind of weird, and also seventeen times on the honeymoon. I mean, I guess especially when they were camping, and she was like, so you know that was seventeen times in one week. Ah, God, my vagina hurts just thinking about it. My vagina hurts. Ouch. We see Barney's game advance a little here. He gives Ted his blessing to be with Stacy, but then he reminds him that he's been there first. They've never shared a woman. They've never shared a woman. And now he's all mature. Yeah. Mature. Mature. So mature. So Um, mature. And I just love, is 200 enough showers? You got to ask yourself, is 200 enough? And, um... I don't love this whole, like, the girl's ruined because I slept with her, but it's 
Barney specifically who slept with her. I don't. When you think of it that way, yeah, yeah. I don't think he would. You have to take the context is so key, right? Because that says a lot about the girl, <laughs> and Barney's disgusting. Like he wouldn't feel that way if Marshall had slept with the girl. I don't think he wouldn't be like no. a germaphobe about it. Uh uh-uh. uh, he had a threesome in his bed. It's true. That's true. He wouldn't care. Um, he's a good friend. And I love when uh, Barney tries to give Ted his drink to prove that he's not a germaphobe. And he only stirred it with his pinky. I love that line so much. Back at the apartment, Robin comes in to tell Lily that uh, you know kids love her, and uh, she's it's getting too serious for her. So she needs to break it off before Doug gets too attached. Yeah, she's sitting at the table and she's grading papers, I guess, in kindergarten, (laughs) one of which is titled My New Mommy, and it's a picture of a woman Mm -hmm. who has big hoop, Fruit Loop earrings on. Dark hair. Dark hair, like Robin, and that's kind of the only real resemblance other than... Pouring him cereal, though. That was their connection. The hoops. Yeah. Yeah, it's just cereal. She's not pouring cereal for every boy in town, though. Mm, that's true. She sees that as their like connection. It's their thing. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I I can't remember, but in my mind, she's wearing a red jumpsuit like Britney Spears in the Oops video. Yeah, because her body is red. Yeah. Is that why? Okay, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. I just remember seeing like red in my mind. It's not in real but... life. In the picture, it's a red. It's just her body is red. Yeah. Anyway, Robin's adamant that's not her, but Lily is very sure that it mm-hmm. is, and uh. <clears throat> this is a dilemma because it's labeled my new mommy. Yeah. So clearly Doug is already attached. Um, still unconvinced that it's her. They ask the boys to decide. So they go down to the bar and everyone agrees that it's Robin. Mm-hmm. And Marshall makes this joke about whether or not she's going to wear jeans that go right up to her <clears throat> boobs. But fuck you because I love high-waisted jeans. Uh, if low-rise jeans come back, I'm never wearing jeans again. Fuck my life. Never wearing jeans again. No. They look good on literally no one. Nobody. Nobody. They look good on the floor. Yeah. Crumpled in a heap. On fire. Tossed off after you put them on and realize they look horrible and took, you know, promptly took Oh, them. God. Awful. Gross. You know what? If we were at your bachelorette and somebody had some, like, low-waisted jeans and that girl caught fire, I would throw the jeans onto it, creating a larger fire, <laughs> further endangering our a lives. A greasy jean fire. Yeah, greasy jean fire. Fuck those Ugh, pants. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. So I have a qu- I anyway. have a question about dating yeah. dating with children. Yeah. How did you handle that? How long would it be before you would have an interaction between your lava and your kid? Well, I didn't really. There weren't weren't a ton of people. Date yeah. anybody? I went on dates, but I didn't date anybody until really till Chris. Mm, okay. Um. Like, nobody really made it past the first date. I had a lot of bad first dates. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of time before he met Chris, and I remember being nervous about that because Jack had had some separation issues. Um, It was really, really sad. It was hard for him when I moved out. Or when we moved out. Yeah. And so I was pretty, like, conscious of that. I didn't want to introduce anybody that would maybe disappear. Yeah. um, Soon. So, but he met Chris pretty early on. Um, but I have friends who had like a very strict six month policy. Yeah, policy, yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, but it's just, you know, like I had said to Chris, I was like, you know, I have a, a kid. He was like, yeah, I know, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. And I said, okay, so I just have, like, different rules. Yeah. But, yeah, you just have to be really careful, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. And do what feels right. But there's no official amount of time that makes sense. It's No, it's always really scary. I feel. It's still scary. Yeah. It's always, I mean, I think even, I mean, I would... I was going to say, I think even in like a normal marriage, you're probably always wondering like, will they leave? And I'm like, probably not a healthy <laughs> marriage. And not that I think Chris and I have a very healthy marriage yeah. and a very healthy relationship, but, um, there's still the unknowns. Yeah, of course. Yeah, There's always the unknown. Of course. And I'm a pessimist, as we learned earlier in the show. Soup's negative. Over at Stacy's apartment, things are starting to heat up between Ted and Stacy, but suddenly as they're about to really get into it. All these little Barneys appear on oh, Stacy. So good. So he's dressed as an explorer with like the big mm-hmm. safari hat. Um, sort of references back to t- to Barney talking about how uh, you know Sir Edmund Hillary was the first one up to the top of Mount Everest and planted its flag and its supple peak and all that shit. Um, it is very gross that he's putting flags at a woman. Uh, mm-hmm. And then a woman wrote on uh, that. Like she's objectively stupid and gross. Um, but Barney's just so fucking charming and funny that it's just cute. It is. His Maybe. cute little voice and his cute little outfit. Like that stuff. That was like the the woman's touch. Yeah, that's to it. Like, she didn't make it creepy. That's like funny. But it's a storyline that just wouldn't happen now. Let's let's just be no. honest, right? But it I it also I don't know. I don't know what the right choice would have been for them to show Ted's sort of manifested anxiety about this mm-hmm. other than to see Barney all over her, which is what his fear is. So tricky, tricky stuff. Mm-hmm. Quickly, we cut to Doug's apart, um, George's apartment and Robin has come to break up with Doug, not George, but Doug. Um, and, before she's even able to sit down and talk to him, he wants to read her a poem mm-hmm. he wrote for his new mommy. <laughs> Fuck. You see her go. my new mommy. She's like, you're pretty, you're nice, you smell like daisies. Yeah, she's like, ooh, now what? <laughs> um, so Robin sits down to deliver the news after this beautiful poem that Doug has written for his new mommy. <laughs> and she's really struggling until she realizes that he's never gotten dumped before. So... He hasn't heard any of the cliched shit, yeah. and that's exactly how she's going to do it. So it's, you know, it's not mm. it's me. We need to talk. We need space, all that kind of stuff. And then suddenly there's a knock at the door, and there's some woman named Brooke who mistakes Robin for the babysitter, Rude. Mm-hmm. And you notice she has hoop earrings. Mm-hmm. But mm. otherwise looks a lot like Robin's yeah. aesthetic right now with the wavy hair and the flowy dresses. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. So George has a fucking type. Just like your other friend. <laughs> what? Not your friend that has a type. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So funny. I have an ex who is now dating someone that looks a lot like Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like uh, doppel fucking ganger. That's so weird. Holy shit. So funny, though. I mean, it's a compliment, oh. you know? They broke the mold. It really they is. They broke the mold. I mean, most of Liz's exes have similar, similar features to me in certain ways. They're all sturdy women. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Chris is 6'3", and my ex is 5'6". <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Caitlin does not have a type. That's not true. You boomerang between munchkins and Jolly Green Giants. Thank you for noticing <laughs> and recognizing the pattern. Yep. And is mun- it's true. munchkin might be offensive, but short men. <laughs> yeah. I definitely like tall yeah. men. So there's that. There's that. My best relationships. The men that have loved me the most have always been taller. So, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Robin was right. That picture was not her. It was of Doug's new mommy, who is not Robin. And then suddenly the tables turn, and somehow Robin is the one who ends up getting dumped <laughs> by Doug. Beautiful turn of play. <sighs> yep. I love it. Robin, like the bird, remember? And he's <laughs> whatever. It's like so pathetic. Oh God. I love it so much. Um, where is there something else I wanted to say about this? Oh, just that uh Kobe Smulders here, she does the uncomfortable stuff so well, her humor really shines through. It really does. Yeah. So even if the storyline isn't like great, she still does an amazing job. So it turns out Ted has dumped Stacy after the uh, hallucinations began. And uh, it turns out, though, that Barney hasn't nailed Stacy. And then we get to go back in time the way Caitlin loves. My favorite. And we get to see the whole flim flam from Barney's point of view. It is a masterpiece. Full masterpiece, starting right when he ran up to Stacy and told her to slap him. So Ted thinks he has a chance. He listens intently to Ted's conversations with her and then uses them to set the groundwork. The reggae, the yoga, the see you later alligator. Just, yeah, bravo, sir. Bravo. Unbelievable. Amazing. And we get some great lines just in this little section. When they bump into each other at yoga and then they both say see you later alligator, we get... We are two peas, which I say all the time. (laughs) And we also get um, Marshall saying, oh, which Chumbawamba song? Yes. Which is so sweet. I love. He's so wholesome. Love it. Um, And then Barney, victorious, gives us a little French. Parce que j'ai le jeu, mes chiennes. A.K.A. I got game, bitches. And I mean... That was so beautiful. I guess that works. It's like my bitches. Um, but, yeah. And then Stacy calls just as he planned. And off he goes to seal the deal. So back in the apartment, Lily is consoling Robin after the breakup. and With her ice cream. Robin calls him <laughs> a stupid head. And proclaims to be done with kids. But future Ted tells us that that really wasn't true. That eventually she came back around. And I love this line. He says, and went on to appear in some very important works of art, yours. Mm. And the reason I love it is because when Chris and I were, like, newly dating, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And I was in grad school and Jack was in preschool. And I didn't. I no longer had a way to get him to and from school. And Chris and I have been dating almost a year. And he's like, I'll take him. Mm. And I was like, what? 
I was like, dude, like, no, that's like a lot to be asking, like, just this guy. He's like, no, like, it's cool. Like, I'll, I'm working from home. Yeah. I can bring him and I can and pick him up. And um, so he did that and the whole preschool year. And at the end of the year, they gave me Jack's portfolio and they asked him to draw a picture. And he drew a picture of Chris in orange, which is their favorite color. He was big and filled up the whole page. Oh, God. Which I'm means gonna, that you're important. And he's in the center. I'm and had so many details. And he wrote, like, mom's boy, asked them to write it out so he could copy mom's boyfriend. Oh, my God. Like, he was so, I'm like, important. Tearing up. And I know. And so, like, when you are in, like, when a child draws a picture of you, like, that's really that's special. Like, that means something. Yeah. Mm. I know. And also hear it reminds us of the I'll have to story. find the picture. Yes, yes, too. I want to see it. Can we post okay, it on Patreon if you find yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Because that's really sweet. So in addition to it just being heartwarming that they drew her, it also reminds us that there's this bigger story and that they remain in each other's lives long after mm-hmm. the kids were born. And I think this was the point where I realized that truly Robin was not the mom. Like, mm-hmm. I know he called her Aunt Robin before and all that, but, like, this reminded me, like, okay, there is another mother. She is Aunt yeah. Robin, and, like, she's a real person to these kids because mm-hmm. sometimes you forget that there's a the bigger story happening and that these people... Yeah are real in the kids' lives as well. So it's just a sweet little connection there. It really is. And the song playing in the background is Commit by the Blakes when they show the the pictures. It's a cute little song. So then, (laughs) oh, Barney. We cut to a month, a month later. A month. He's committed, committed to to the gig. I love that about him. So uh, Barney is bored as fuck listening to Stacy play bass. Imagine how much he's had to do that for a month. He's still trying to win. And he's never what he said about reggae music. Hates it. All the fucking same. Chaka. Hates it. Chaka. What's that one song? Oh, wait. It's all of them. So uh, he's he's still trying to win. He's still in it to win it, but she's making him wait because of what Ted did to her. So she must have been really close to wanting to bang Ted and then he pulled out. Huh. That's what she said. So, um, and then in the sweetest payback, reggae music <laughs> swells up just as Barney's going in to kiss Stacy, and we see little Ted's in like those that kind of fucking pullover, mm-hmm. hacky sack guy sweater mm-hmm. poncho thing, dancing all over Stacy, little tiny Ted's. And that song it's is so good. that song is Jump Up by Reggae Revolution, in case you were interested. So good. And that's Little Boys. We get I thought Little Boys was gonna be my columns or purple giraffe, but Yeah. It I didn't hate it that it's, much as much as I thought I, I remembered hating yeah, it. Yeah, and I think last time we talked about we're not from here being way worse than third wheel. But then I went back and we actually had nice things to say about we're not from here. Because yeah. it was the death folder. Oh, yeah. And Robin was... kind of like getting free of her bullshit. Yes. The other part was like shitty. But Ted and Barney. But Ted and Barney are creeps right now. So 
True, true. Just some uneven stories in this, but that's because they're all kind of figuring shit out. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah. So I haven't like fully, fully hated one in season three yet, but I, I think I hated Robin's storyline last time because she was just so dumb. Mm-hmm. And then before that, I hated Barney and Ted. So, but that's it. That's little boys. Obviously, the title we've got Doug, a little boy, and then we've got little boy Barney and Ted, all over playing games, all over Stacy, and and playing stupid games. So, are we ready to read all of our legendary moments? I think so. Cool. All right. Just a reminder that all of our Patreon subscribers get their legendary moment emails read in full. No Ooh. cuts. Um, and others are summarized for uh, for time. Cut for time, as mm-hmm. it were. But we'll get the most important parts, the legendary moments from them. All right. So our first one is from Russell, who is a patron. Hey, Russell. And not just any patron. He is an almighty five-level patron. Yay. And we fucking <clears throat> offended him. Oh. <laughs> Again, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyway, lovely, lovely Russell writes, Hey, beautiful ladies. I just wanted to let you know that my legendary moment for little boys is the lengths Barney went through to prove he's got game, and it just blows up in his face. Talk to you later. Russell. P.S. No more accents. And then four. Five. Count them. What? (gasps) Oh, I didn't scroll down. That's even worse. There's five crying faces. like the tear streaming down <laughs> your face. But sometimes people use it to mean like too pure for this world, like crying face. Maybe. No, I think. No. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Russell. Sorry to I'm, offend your culture, honest, Russell. Honestly and truly, <laughs> I'm very sorry. We're garbage. We are. But thank you for the legendary <sighs> moment. You're the best. Yeah, you are the best. You are not garbage. You are not. Um, next up is Bethany, who's a brand new patron. Yay. Woo-hoo. Thanks. Welcome. And Bethany says, hello, HB family. This week's episode is not a favorite of mine. The Robin plot is just a little weird. And Ted and Barney are misogynistic as fuck. That's right. Mm-hmm. But I do love the comeback kid from the Super Bowl. My legendary moment is I really love Marshall defending his game and his declaration that winning is being married. Of course, he has the most game. He married a total fox. Word. Hmm. I just love him in the background talking about pickup lines. Are you a model? That one's good because it's flattering. To the girl. (laughs) I forgot about his little to the girl. To the girl, yeah. While Ted and Barney continue their quantity versus quality debate. Honorable mention to the evil genius that is Barney and his elaborate pup master schemes and commitment to the bit. Can't wait for this week's episode. Stay beautiful. Love, Bethany. P.S. Have you ever thought about adding a segment where you answer fan email questions? I think it would be cool to hear some fun back and forth, but of course, spoiler free. Mm. Yeah. If you guys want to ask us questions, feel free to send them in and we'll read them. Yeah, we love that idea. We can That's uh, awesome. read them along with the legendary moments. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah, so Bethany, if you're sitting on some questions, just feel free. Feel free. Feel free. Our next uh, legendary moment comes from another Almighty Five Yay. patron, ah. Tish. Ah. 
And Tish writes, I'm not a huge fan of this episode. However, my legendary mm-hmm. moment is the ending when Stacy won't sleep with Barney. It's the perfect karma. This is the only moment that really stood out to me, and Barney gets what he deserves. Regards, Tish. Word. So true. Yes. All right, our next one is another patron, Bobby. And Bobby says, hello, ladies. Although I'm not the biggest fan of this episode. Oh, everyone hated it. (laughs) Um, I know. I was able to come up with a legendary moment that my husband and I reference all the time. We love the conversation between Lily and Robin, where Robin asks what kind of lawyer George had in his divorce if he has the kid all the time. Robin coming to the realization that getting full custody is winning gets us every time. I hope you're both doing well. Bobby, same. Liz was like on the floor right there. It was so good. It was so good. That's when Robin's the best, when she's just like this heartless person that doesn't like hear herself. Our next one is from Abha, our international friend. And she writes, my favorite legendary moment is the scene where Robin gets dumped by a six-year-old. I also enjoyed the whole banter between Ted, Marshall, and Barney, where they are arguing who's got game. That's really fun. Love, Abha. Yay. Thanks, Abha. Love that one. All right, next one is Susan. And Susan says, my legendary moment is the kid. He's so funny. And the scene where Robin uses all the cliches on him is hilarious. Good one. Thanks, Susan. Thanks, Susan. Our next um, legendary moment comes from our last patron, and that's Allie. Allie writes, push a Ferrari through a vagina. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of other moments, but I think that just sums up why Robin gets me. I think kids are cute, and if they're family and not mine, they're especially great. Just seeing a woman in a show not be fond of kids was like, whoa, when I first saw it. And I generally like to use this when people start talking about having babies. Oh, excellent line. Good good call, Allie. Well done. And the last legendary moment of the day slash night comes to us from Ronnie. And Ronnie says, legendary moment, little Ted and Barney. I love how Barney (laughs) tricks, how Barney's tricks bite him in the ass in the end. Royally screwed. Plus, Marshall is just cute with which Chumbawamba song. LOL. Mm. Oh, honey. LOL. Good one, Ronnie. Oh, Oh, man. So good. So what's your legendary moment from this episode? I still don't really have one. I go to school all week. Can I just have five (laughs) minutes to myself to read highlights and drink my juice? Good one. Baby Robin. Yeah, baby Robin. Or which Chumbawamba. That's a good that's a good line too. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it to Doug. Eh. I think Doug did a good job coming back and when he drops Robin like a fucking safe, I think that's the winner. But keep in mind I didn't really love any of it. Yeah. I loved Baby Robin. No, you know what? I I'm I'm gonna give it to Barney's flim flam. That's I mean that was deserving. I mean that was like I mean incredible. Oh yeah. The plan no the more. planning and plotting. So I'm gonna Doug gets For sure. Doug gets honorable mention, but I'm gonna give it to Barney and the Barney and his play. I thought it was mm-hmm. masterful. Masterful. So that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time for when season three finally picks up. Oh, oh I can't wait. This is one of Chris's favorite episodes, too. I'm going to see if I can get him to do a legendary moment. It is an amazing episode. Mm-hmm. It's How I Met Everyone Else. So get ready good. for blah, blah, everybody. 
blah, blah is in the building. So send your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com and we will read it on the show. And if you love this recap, we are still in the market for fantastic five-star iTunes reviews. They help us get the word out about our show and help our HB family grow. Mm-hmm. There's a poem, Doug, that rhymed. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify so you never Ooh. miss an episode. And we hope you'll come back next time. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. <laughs>